Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello there. Hi, it's Jordan. And Daniel. Um, I'm also right now writing off of a high because I just got back from watching The Haunted Mansion. Look at you. I and who was not there? Me, because I was at work and it was a horrible evening. <laughs> I had the better evening. Compu- computers stopped working and I don't like technology. Woohoo! Look at that, but you're reading all these things off of. It's a phone. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't like technology when it doesn't work. That's true. Uh, did we say who we were? I don't know. Just Jordan and Dan. Yeah, there you Yo. go. Um... <laughs> So this week we are going to be continuing and finishing up our Tokyo recap. Uh, Last week we just focused on our two days at Tokyo Disneyland. And today we're going to be talking about our two days, really like 1.2 days, at Tokyo Disney Sea Because we felt that it was easier to compare them this way. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I've gotten a lot of feedback that people really appreciated our trip recap last week. So... Yay! I'm, I'm happy because it was a really long episode, and I don't think this week's going to be quite as long. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. What do you got there, Dan? A new review. <gasps> Let's read more, it. A few more, even since, yeah. It's been great. Uh, this one's from Seaweed. Seaweed? Seaweed? Underscore? Uh, said, love these two, colon, comma, in parentheses, it's, a, it's an emoji. It's a, it's a, I know it's a, but it's not. No, it's not. Aren't emojis <laughs> the official ones that you click? Yeah, I think that's an emoticon. Yeah, emoticon. So like, it's like a smiley crying f- f- face, or there's like an eyelash stuck on my face. Could be a snowman with a carrot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they said great podcast, both for Disney news and tips and overall entertainment. I even listened intently to every episode about going to the parks with kids, despite not having any and not planning to LOL. <laughs> but these two are so fun that it was worth the listen. I'm hoping to see them in the parks one day so I can fangirl over them in real life. And I think of Dan whenever I see Chuby. <sighs> I love Chuby so much. <laughs> I forgot about that one. You, you do love Chuby. He's so cute. So thank you for that. We really appreciate it. We have had a few more uh, reviews lately, and it makes us so happy every time we get them. So thank you to everyone who's been leaving them. It makes our day. See, you get to have a horrible day at work, but you still get to read one of those. Yes. And think about your love of Chuby. I love the Chuby. So uh, don't forget to leave us either a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify or Audible. And if you'd like to spend a little bit more time, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and we love reading them. And so thanks thanks again to everyone who's left one. They're just awesome. We love them. Yes. All right. We don't have a lot of news. Nope. There's like four things, but they're all small. Yes. So let's see. Let's start with um, last week we mentioned about the Jambalaya Jazz and what does that say? Queenie. And Queenie. Jambalaya Jazz and Queenie. You can't read my handwriting? No. Uh, so... Yes, jambalaya jazz. <laughs> I forgot they're what we they're were not on the about. Mark Twain. They're on the little riverboat thingy. Yeah, they're on the little riverboat that goes by. There's like they use some like fountains and stuff behind them and on um, lighting, so it's a little bit more. But that's what you can expect until Fantasmic returns. How much do you have to pay to look at these people going by? Two dollars. <laughs> Hopefully zero. I think it's zero. <laughs> um, then also, uh, 
Chickapin Hill. A lot of people have been like, oh, that tree thing on top of Splash Mm -hmm. Mountain. And see, this is why they got rid of the the Song of the South theme. No one knew what Song of the South was. Because people don't know it's called Chickapin Hill. It's where Br'er Fox lived. It's now officially been removed. They are working fast to get this rethemed to Tiana's Bayou Adventures. So Chickapin Hill on well, top of Splash Mountain is gone. that's what happens when you do it, when you start it like seven months after Disney World. I'm just glad that they actually <laughs> have been picking up the pace on this because I was like, man, they're not going to have this open anytime no. soon. But Evidently they are. Still planning on 2024. So yeah, if you go there, it's already Critter Country looks that much different because Splash Mountain has its iconic top off. There is still a Chickapin Hill in Tokyo. Yes, there is. We <laughs> talked about it last week. It got so wet. Then go, heading over to San Francisco because that's just where all the action is happening. Uh, one thing that was really cute that we, no one was expecting, and you go into the Ghirardelli soda fountain, uh, behind the workers, there's like this semi-3D thing, thing, mural, mural thing movie. of San Francisco. And because it's cute, every so often an earthquake happens and shakes San Francisco. Although there was a very bad earthquake in the past that killed people. Yes, but now we're <laughs> laughing about it. I guess. So uh, they have quietly changed all of that to be San Francisco. Cute. Is having earthquakes in the back. <laughs> so it's super cute. It fits in with the whole theming of the area, and I think that's adorable. And uh, at the last minute... They announced the opening of the cerveceria. Like the next day, right? After they announced they're like, here, it's open. It's going to be open tomorrow. I'm like, oh, so as right. of right now, it's open. Um, it does just have like beers. That's basically, it has, yeah, it has those other, garlic chips. Yeah, there's some other drink garlic that rounds. was non-beers. See if you can find say. that. Um, so it's actually in a different location than I thought it was. If you go up to the windows for the Cocina Cucamonga, it's actually just in the windows to the right of those. Um, and that's that's the whole sort of area. rice lager, Japanese rice lager. That's not alcoholic. No, it is. But you said something that wasn't alcoholic. No, I said something that's not in beer. There you go. I, oh, right you did. I think. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, some sort of Japanese rice things, which is basically like sake, because that's yeah. sake is made from rice. So that's open now. So now we just have to wait for the official openings of Rita's Turbine Blenders and Aunt Cass Cafe which will happen sometime between now and August 31st, because that's when San Francisco Square officially opens. And the tiny little store and the Baymax meet and greet. That will probably be on August 31st. Yeah, I'm sure. So those ones, I don't think we have to guess so much, but the restaurants, we're wondering. Um, and honestly, that's all the news. Yeah, not too much. That's happened. Not a ton. Just some things, and that's about it. Now on to Disney Sea, which is more important. Yeah, we're <laughs> working to try and make this one not quite as long as well, last week. No, but I mean, just in general. so let me just kind of tell you a little bit about. Um, first of all, can I just tell you that I think it's really really fun that there are twelve Disney parks in the world and we have been to ten, <laughs> which is really fun. It's going to be hard to get those last two in, but with Tokyo Disney Sea, it's the second park at Tokyo Disneyland, and it is. There's a lot of history behind it. I'm not going to go into all of it, except for it was built and designed around the same time as California Adventure. And so that's why it's hard not to compare Disney Sea to California Adventure, because um, if you ever watch Behind the Attract, no, it was the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. There's an episode where they talked about how there were two groups of Imagineers working at the same time. One had all the budget, and the other was California Adventure, <laughs> which had none of the budget. And it kind of shows when you walk through Disney Sea, wouldn't you say? Yes. So uh, let me just say, first of all, 
the Disney Sea and Tokyo Disneyland are actually really close together. Right next to each other. Land is very hot commodity. And <laughs> yeah, so they're really right next to each other. Uh, but when you get to Disney Sea, you come from one of two, I guess, entrances that lead into this central. Um, what would you call that? Hub. I don't it's not a hub. hub. It's, it's more, uh, an entryway. Yeah, it's with this big globe. Which actually is really kind of cool. It's cooler than in person than all the pictures I'd seen because it's a fountain. Yeah. There's, there's water, water cascades. Yeah, water cascades down it as it turns. I got really a video cool. so uh, people can believe it instead of just... Because it's still a picture, you wouldn't notice that. I think even in videos, it's hard to see. That but yeah, when hard. we saw it in person, like, oh, that's really, really cool. And this was also the, the, um, the first day we were there. This was the first time we were able to use our happy entry. And so we were there 45 minutes in advance, <laughs> even though they told us 15, but it was actually 45. Yep. Was happy we- entry. <laughs> weird, but <laughs> whatever. So when you go in, um, the very first thing that you see is actually a hotel. So just like California Adventure has the Grand Californian that really is kind of like off to the side and has its own private entrance, in Tokyo Disney Resort, there's a hotel, it's the most expensive one by far, called the Hotel Miracosta. And it is literally inside of Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, two like two hallway area or whatever, two branches of it go into the park. Like if your you room have to is go- there, you're looking down on people in the park. Yes, <laughs> and you have to go underneath it to really get into the rest of the park. After this big entryway, you have to go underneath the hotel, um, and it does have its own private entrance. But like, no, this is literally inside the park, and then. Um, then you're into the main area of the park, which I guess we can mention what the lands are here. So the whole idea is that there's this one large body of water that goes through the whole park, and these are all different uh, stops and destinations along that waterway. And so you have Mediterranean Harbor, which is the one at the entrance. There's also Mysterious Island, Mermaid Lagoon, the Arabian Coast, um, Lost River Delta, Port Discovery, and the American Waterfront. And it sounds like a lot to keep track of, but actually as you walk through, you're like, oh, they did a really good job with this theming. So it's but it is to, a, to it is a fairly big park, or at least it feels that way. I know. On the map, it seems like it's really small, but then you go through it, you're like, it's, it's, it takes up a decent amount of space. Yeah. So there's not really like any attractions per se in Mediterranean Harbor. There's a lot of restaurants and shops and a lot of really cool views because the center icon of the park is, I found out it's called Mount Prometheus. It's the big oh. volcano in the middle of Mysterious Island. That does erupt. It is a volcano, and every once in a while it has eruptions with fire and smoke and everything. It's really cool. And lo- it's really loud. <laughs> it's very loud, actually. It's kind of funny. Oh, which is cool. Yeah, there are some gondolas. And so the, the entry area, since it's the Miracosta Hotel, is very Italian-themed. And if you're over by where the gondolas are, you would think you're either at like the Italian Pavilion at Epcot or like in Venice. It, almost lo- it looks almost better than the Italian, the yeah. Italy Pavilion at Epcot. Seriously. Everything in Tokyo, Disneyland, and Disney Sea is so intricate and so beautiful. The building of the Miracosta Hotel is just intricate and elaborate. It fits Mediterranean Harbor so well because you just walk around and it just feels like you are in the streets somewhere on the, on the Mediterranean coast in Europe. Yep. It is astounding how much detail there is everywhere. Um, so going through that first day... So we walked through there. We walked past their version of Soren, which we'll get to later. <laughs> um, and during Happy Entry, this is when we found out that there's very few attractions actually open. But 
we decided to head over to, they have an Indiana Jones ride. (laughs) Yes, they do. Called Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull. And in case you're wondering, yes, (laughs) it is themed after that film. Because it says, what does it say on the, from... The no, it just says the legend continues. Oh, there December. was something else. Yeah, from the yeah, the legend continues. So it was clearly built around the time of the movie. It's not like there's no aliens, and it's not like exactly the movie. But no, instead but of, it's inspired by the yeah. Movie. Instead of Mara, there's the crystal skull that you're like going around. And, the ride is almost identical to the ride in Disneyland. I'd say it's exactly the, the layout is 100 yeah, the same. same. The music's the same. Except sometimes the music just doesn't happen. Yeah. Which was weird. Maybe it was just our car, but I think it was sometimes the music just doesn't Maybe. happen. Um, and all the effects worked. All the effects worked. All of them, which was really weird to see like, hey, everything's working. What do you know? Basically, it was the same as the Disneyland ride, except everywhere where you would see Mara, you would see a crystal skull. Yep. And there was, was less fire inside, I think. Yes. Much less fire, which I think that's okay. Because yeah. it didn't seem like it was missing anything. Although the Disneyland smell is like... Burning kerosene, or not kerosene, what's the, <laughs> butane, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah. The... Um, then after that, we just kind of waited around, because uh, so, there was nothing else around that was open, um, until the park opened, for a ride called Raging Spirits. <laughs> now this was funny to us, because it's actually a copycat from Paris. Of their Indiana Jones ride. In Paris, it's called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril. This was called Raging Spirits and had nothing to do with Indiana Jones. But it fits, like, thematically. It looks it did. like... I think this was the original ride before they built Indiana Jones. Maybe. It's very strange. Like, you're like, this could be Indiana Jones, but it's not. Um, it's just this dinky little mine train coaster. It's not the most exciting. It does have a loop. Yeah. I liked the theming on this one better than the one in Paris. Yeah. It was, like, the... It was more intense theming. The fire. and There's, like, a... A fountain in front that has fire coming down, and then the really smoke cool. that you would have to go through yep. that would billow up, and it would made it really hot because it was it wasn't smoke, it was steam. That's right. Remember that because it was so hot when you go through. I swear it was half the speed of the one in Paris, though. I don't <laughs> remember. It's like we is almost just didn't make it through that loop <laughs> around the loop. We're like, oh, 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 we made it. <laughs> we did make it, um, but it was like we were in the very first car that went out. So like, this is one advantage of the happy entry. We were in the first car to go and through. And this was like one of only two times on our entire trip that it was sort of slightly raining, but then it stopped. I don't know why it stopped. It would have been nice if it just kept going. Ugh. Uh, then we went to Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is on Mysterious Islands. And uh, Mysterious... Oh, wait, no. Before we did that, didn't we do... We did 20,000 Leagues before that, yes. right? Yeah, we, yeah, we went over... Because Mysterious Island is all based on Jules Verne novels. All of it. It's supposed to look like uh, the island that Captain Nemo goes to at the end of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And so they have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride, which is kind of like the submarine voyage. Similar. But interesting, you don't actually go underwater. They just make it look like you go underwater. Everyone is in these little subs that fit. How many people would you say? Oh, six. There were six in ours. Yeah. And every two people have a porthole, a big porthole to look through. (laughs) Which is like one foot off the ground. We had to really bend down to see it. (laughs) And then you had, you're the one that discovered that there was a, every once in a while a light would turn on, um, like outside, uh-huh. and we could control where the light pointed. Yeah. So we could look at different things. Yeah, because there was this little uh, joystick, and I'm like, why are we, are we moving the actual thing? But no, you could move the light. And it was so cool because it would, um, it had these like, 
uh, dials or not like these yes. val- what do they call those like g- gauges gauges uh, that showed like how deep you were going and it, they were like how much oxygen was left. yeah and how much oxygen because it was like you were freaking uh-huh. out like there was a, some peril involved but it was like accurate to what was happening at that time which if it was Disneyland's they would have never fixed them if they ever no it would just them. work once and then break and then we'd never hear from it again so it was actually kind of fun I really enjoyed that ride yeah if you've ever read any Jules Verne novels it is exactly how like the covers are and how you envision it. And then it, it harkens. Steampunk. Yeah. And it harkens to, um, the area of Tomorrowland, the new Tomorrowland in per- Paris. Oh, Discovery right? Land. Or Discovery Land. Yeah. In Paris. Yeah. If you didn't know, Discovery Land in Paris is like Tomorrowland, but it's all steampunk. It's what Tomorrowland in Disneyland was supposed to be in 1998 <laughs> before they ran out of money. Yeah. And then they just painted everything, but that's a whole other matter. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was surprised by that one. Because then we used our premier Disney premier access, access for Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is also based on the Jules Verne novel yes. of the same name, and it is it is a trip. Oh my gosh, <laughs> is it a trip? There's like weird creatures under the ground, and <laughs> we didn't know. I mean, I've never read that book, but I knew it was a thrill ride. But we didn't know until after we got off it that it had the same ride system as Radiator Springs Racers. I didn't re- really like make the connection until I the second either. time. <laughs> I made the connection at the end of the first time. Because, yeah, it has like where it will just do a little movement, but then there was the fast part. And yeah, it, it it's was actually just, a lot of fun. I, I, I insisted that we go on it again because it was. This, um, one person I saw online kind of described, like compared it to E.T., like the ride <laughs> E.T. And I'm like, I can see that. Yeah. The one in Universal Studios. Yeah. It, it's fun though. Like I really enjoyed it, but it's hard to explain. And they didn't permit us to have our phones out. We yeah. actually couldn't take pictures well, of that one. We did anyway. Clandestinely. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're bad. Um, then I don't understand why they have some rides that say yes and some no. I think it's because they don't they don't want the phones because they're considerate of others. They don't want people to just have their phones out all the time and well, distracting. Well, for sure. But even in line, they were like, no flash or, or no I pictures. think it was just because this is the good place to tell people no pictures. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Because it was cool because in the line, you had to get, I almost forgot to mention this, you had to get in an, into a, an elevator, I almost said lift, into an elevator to, quote, go down to the lab <laughs> in the center of the earth. It actually <laughs> took you up a floor or two, but it was making you feel like they blew air and everything was just making you feel that you were going way, 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 way down into the center of the earth to this um, laboratory, which was really cool. And then you ended above ground. And that ride is inside Mount Prometheus. You come out the top of the volcano. It's cool. It was after this that we realized that breakfast is not a thing. Nope. Japanese don't eat breakfast. Or if they do, it's secretive to us. So we bought cookies. We bought cookies from the <laughs> confectionery. And they don't have like baked goods there no, either. They don't. It's like it's prepackaged stuff, which is really tasty. But yeah, we had cookies and water for breakfast. Yay! Breakfast of champions. <laughs> Woohoo! We found out later that we needed to go and have breakfast at the hotel if we wanted breakfast because they had a breakfast buffet. And there's no Starbucks in Disney. Nope. Tokyo not in Disney. Tokyo Disney. After that, we went over to the American waterfront, which was actually super cool. It was mostly supposed to kind of look like New York for the most part. Like old-timey New York, like 1930s, I'd say, 1920s, yeah. 1930s It has New a York. gigantic ship. What's, I don't know, if I don't know what the name of the ship is. The ship just has uh, uh, restaurants inside of it that we never went to. One cool fact about Tokyo Disney Sea, um, when you're on that west side of it, there's a wall and then a road, and then it's the ocean. And then the ocean. It's right there. When you're inside the park and you're right up against it, it just looks like you're in the ocean. It's so cool. The, the theming is amazing. It's a really cool effect. 
So unlike other parks that have this big berm to make sure you can't see out, they actually want you to see out a little bit. And when you get some of the sea breeze, it was not it quite was as hot. It was quite <laughs> lovely. Quite lovely. So there in the American waterfront, they have the Tower of Terror. Yes. Which that's actually the full name of the, of the attraction because it, it is not based on the Twilight Zone. Nope. It is an original story. Um, story is an interesting term. <laughs> it was a story. Well, we don't understand Japanese. I know, but so it's uh, Joe Rody, if you don't know who he He's is, an Imagineer. <laughs> dressed up in this weird clothing, and it's, it's his hotel or whatever. He, yeah, he's playing Harrison Hightower the Third, and this is it. All takes place in the Hotel Hightower, and so the whole point is that you are touring the now dilapidated Hotel Hightower. Uh, which has become a museum because Harrison Hightower, he was a collector of things, and then he just mysteriously disappeared, but no one knows where. And then you find out in the pre-show that he got this totem thing, this like little tiki thing, yeah. that cursed him and like pulled him into another dimension. Like that's where he's <laughs> at. And then you get on this elevator, which is just supposed to be part of the tour. And then the Tiki finds you, and so then your elevator is going up and down. There's a lot of things they answered thematically, like why your elevator doors are opening to the exterior. <laughs> because the whole idea is supposed to be that the elevator just opened to a hallway with gigantic windows, and the windows have been smashed in. I always feel like the Tower of Terror everywhere else, and Guardians... Mission well, Guardians for sure now doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense with that. But this one did. However, one interesting thing about that ride... Did you want to mention it? What? It does the drop. Oh yeah, it's it's not as fast. <laughs> Nowhere near as fast. It's I don't think it pulls you down. I don't know. I don't know if it's. It the pulls same you down, but not it's, as much. Yeah, it's very weirdly slow. Everyone else in the in the lift was very freaking out, and we were just and like, like uh, my stuff didn't go flying up. <laughs> it just kind of lifted up a little. You are going faster than gravity, but it's not as much as you would think. Mm, yeah, the outside of the building is amazing, and I mean, like the theming throughout, very well done, is so detailed. So they have that there. We then hopped on. And the electric railway, yep. which took us from uh, the American waterfront to Port Discovery. Um, it was essentially like the Disneyland Railroad, but... Kind of, yeah. yeah. But it only connected those two places. Yeah, two places. That's it. And then it would turn around and go back. It could only do one way. So Port Discovery is mm-hmm. very steampunk-esque as well, but it's more like supposed to be new discoveries of things. Unlike Jules Verne, it's just it's a different take on things. Reminds me a little bit of like Tomorrowland and Disneyland now. And we decided we wanted to go on, um, well, this is where I found out that apparently Japanese photography is just light years ahead of ours because we handed a cast member our phone to take a picture and they- They're so good They knew how to, I don't know if you noticed this, they changed the uh, aspect ratio of my phone to be able to take a better picture. And I'm like, (sighs) they just knew how to do all this. Anyway. And so, it, but she wasn't a photo pass photographer. No, she was just there. Because she had like the, as I was saying, the penance. Little ban- yeah, yeah, these penance. For the 20, uh, 40th celebration. Which is fun. So I wanted to go on the, what was called the Aquatopia. I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> it's, it's a trackless ride that has like about an inch of water that it's, it's going through. It's supposed to look like you're floating on the water. Yeah, and it's like Luigi's... Kind thing, of. But it actually kind of works, evidently. We, yeah. We saw while we were in line, we're like, oh, this is actually a water ride because people are coming off wet and it sprays you as it goes around. We're like, oh, okay, that's fine. I don't mind yeah, getting wet. sprays. <laughs> well, we we didn't think much of it other than like I asked Dan if he was okay getting more wet than me and I took his jacket. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, and then we go on the ride and we discover that this is the ride you go on if you just want to forget what dryness feels like. 
It is um, fire hose <laughs> amount of water. It is. You only get twice, I think. There's two like two or three, or three t- places. And of course, the Japanese think of everything perfectly. Everything's great. They have where you put your stuff, um, has this like little canopy in front of you that comes it down. It helps. So it definitely helps. So your stuff wasn't like totally drenched either, but. But man, you come off so of that wet. So soaked. Thankfully, the, like with that thing there, my feet weren't. That's that's no. One, we were only wet from the waist up. Yeah, that's one problem I have with Splash and Disneyland and Disney World is with the swampage of the water yeah. where it comes in the side, and I, my feet are all blistered all day. But, that's true. But yeah, we were drenched, like soaking wet. It was it was astounding. Like. <laughs> Kids were coming off there crying. I was like, well, if you get sprayed <laughs> with a fire hose in the face, you're not going to be happy. Nope. So that was intriguing. Uh, then we walked back down to the American waterfront. They have a Cape Cod area, which is where Duffy and his creepy looking friends live. Yeah, we call Duffy Duffy the creepy looking Disney bear. Um, I don't understand him. I don't get what's going on. If you haven't oh, seen him, he's the, the craziness level. Oh, sorry, go on. That's a, it's a bear that has his face as is the shape of Mickey and he has like 7,000 friends now. I don't mind Olamel. It's the, the, turtle. the turtle that you find at Aulani too, actually kind of cute. But yeah, there's like all these different ones. They, the Japanese, it was a character that was created for D- Tokyo Disney sea. That's where he lives. Uh, the amount of people that had just merchandise hanging off of them. Huge Duffy bears. Ears. Ear, yep. Like the people would bring like a 10 foot tall Duffy and be holding him and yes. walking around. I'm like, what and taking pictures on? all in the Cape Cod area. Cause that's where Duffy was, Yep, was in the Cape Cod area. And they had like little figurines of Duffy and people would wait, uh, at the, the Mediterranean wa- Harbor yep. f- for hours so that they could see Duffy at, at in the a show. Water show, but they would prop up their stuffed toys. Yes. Like they were watching, like they were watching. I remember the Woody. Yes. <laughs> Someone had a little stuffed Woody and then they put a blanket on him. So he would stay warm, <laughs> even though it's 150 <laughs> degrees. Outside. But it was so adorable. It, they are just the cutest people in all respects. Yes. Yeah, that just what, is what made me think of like, oh yeah, Duffy everywhere. Because and there were we two had to pass stores that Duffy. were two huge stores. The two biggest stores. Only Duffy and Duffy the creepy looking Disney bear. Yep. So that was a thing. So I think after that we had lunch, which was really, really good. And then well, we didn't take any pictures. It was a Japanese lunch. Yeah. It was good. Uh, then we went over. I did because one of the signs was, uh, they had the wrong word. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. It was, it was all in English, but some of them you're like, hmm, that's an interesting tra- way to put that yeah. sentence. That's not the way an American would say it. Um, then we headed over to the Arabian coast, which is very, very much done up like Aladdin. Yep. And it's like the Morocco pavilion, but like 12 times better even. <laughs> so when you go into this one large entryway um, at the beginning of the Arabian coast, there's this really cool like domed structure and it's a carousel that's a double decker carousel. That's so cool. And so you can ride either the top or the bottom. It's such an interesting use of space, but it looks so cool. Um, they have parts that look just like Agrabah. There's a mosaic that has Jasmine on it with a fountain. It's all really, really Very cool. Very awesome cool. theming. But then what made me so excited was uh, that we went on Sinbad's storybook voyage. Which I had never heard of. Jordan evidently had. And he I had saw... heard of it, and I knew it was a boat ride. I knew it was like a dark ride. I knew it was not based on any Disney thing. <sighs> and I knew it had a tiger in it named Chandu. That's all. I didn't know anything at all. I was looking. I was. We were going through the queue, and I'm like, well, okay, this is interesting. Like, what, what, why is there this character? Why are there these characters that no one knows about and not in any movie? Okay, he Chandu is one of the cutest Disney characters the cutest on the planet. 
<laughs> and so the it's and it's got this amazing song. The song is so good, and of by course, Alan Menken. yes, of course, we find out it's by Alan Menken, and it's all in Japanese. But I don't care because it was just it's so. Cute. Well, it's all in Japanese except for the the name of the song is um, Compass, of, on Compass your heart. of Your Heart of Your Heart. Compass of and Your so Heart. So that's still in English in the song. Uh, oh, it's so cute. It's the only ride we did three times. <laughs> yes. Because there's never any way. It's like, no. it's the same like ride capacity as like has small a huge world ride or, capacity, um, yes. yeah. But oh my uh, gosh, that ride is so cute. If you go so to, cute. If you go to Tokyo Disney Sea, you still have to go on it, even though it's not a thrill ride. Or it's not a thrill. No, but it's just so fun. And the song will be in your head for months. Yep. I, it, I bought it. I, I, I had to buy the CD. On eBay and put it on my yeah. phone. Um, so we continued to try some churros. It was after this that we got a demi glace potato churro. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had known before I bit into it that it was going to be a savory churro. Well, potato, you would think. I thought it was demi-glace. maybe sweet, but then it took me a while to realize oh, demi glace is in a veal demi glace. Yeah. So it's savory. It was actually quite good. It was weird. It was, it was like, weird. Like a gnocchi, but harder. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we went to their version of Soren. <laughs> Which is called Soaring. <laughs> it's called Soaring Fantastic Flight. Yes. This is hands down the best version of Soren that there is. It is also the most popular ride in Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes. And the Japanese love it. And it always has had like at least a two hour wait. Yep. And that's remember, we said that these lines are constantly moving. Yep. So it's um it's the same like ride concept, but the queue area is based like it's kind of the history of flight, especially you're in a, a museum re- from a Renaissance type perspective. Because you're supposed to be in the in Mediterranean Harbor, yeah. so it's like Italian. Yeah, but you're you're in a museum, and then the pre-show has. The, which, um, by the way, there's a pre-show. Yeah, has this lady in because they have like such amazing effects in like a high def TV, but it looks like a painting. Similar to like like Hogwarts or stuff that Universal does, but of course they do it amazingly at Tokyo Disneyland. So like she's talking about in Japanese uh, like history of flight, and then you go in, and even inside the, when you're getting ready for the ride, it was better because it had stars on the. The on whole the, point is that you were supposed to be outside on a t- on a terrace because it said Terrazzo A or Terrazzo B as you went in, and you're so it had still had the same marble effect and a really really cool. Uh, Barriers to keep like safety barriers everywhere, mm-hmm. and the hang gliders themselves looked more Renaissance like. Yeah. They thought of every little effect or little uh, detail on it. So, and so the ride itself was similar, except for at the end, there was no bendy uh, Eiffel Tower. You don't go to Paris. <laughs> they solved that problem of if you're not right in the middle, it looks weirdly bent. You go over Tokyo. Yeah. And it was so cool to see like. Yeah, so you're just going over like part of the Bay of Tokyo, and then of course it still ends in uh, Dis- Tokyo Disneyland. Tokyo Disney. Tokyo Disney. Sea. Specifically. Um, and it does have like there's this magical hawk in the pre-show, and it does start off with that hawk in um, at the beginning of the ride, which is cool. Yep. And oh, even the little area when you're waiting to go in, like when they put you in your rows, is really really cool. Like you're yep. surrounded by these murals, and the murals come to life, and that's the safety spiel. It's really cool. So best version of Soren. Uh, then we went over back to the American waterfront to go do Toy Story Mania. With the creepy, creepy looking Woody. I think it face. could be the thing of nightmares or it could be kind of cute. It's not cute. It's probably the thing of nightmares, but if you didn't you see go it, into his mm, mouth, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, we had some more amazing ice cream, which I don't know why they don't sell it anywhere else. So good. Um, that's when you had those tropical pops for the first time. Yeah. 
and then this ice cream and a clam. I think we mentioned those last week. Yep. They're really good. Then it was, we were overheating. So we <laughs> went over to Mermaid Lagoon, which is based on The Little Mermaid. And what's brilliant about it is most of the land is inside. You go inside, you go down, so it's like you're underwater. Um, so it was really, really good for hot days. Um, Weirdly, they did not have the thing that Disney, that California Adventure has, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. But no, but they had jumping jellyfish, just like at California that made Adventure. Made more sense theme- thematically. Yes, in fact, it looked almost identical yep. to jumping jellyfish in and California then, Adventure. Um, they turned the what do you call it? The emotional whirlwind type thing into in blowfish the, what, something. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, blow blow you blowfish. Uh, Blowfish balloon race. There you go. Blowfish balloon race. And then they also had, uh, what was that one? The whirlpool. The whirlpool, if you remember back in a bug's land at California Adventure, there was Francis's Ladybug Boogie. It's the same ride. It's just, I, I, I liked it. I, I do too, but I don't remember Francis's Ladybug Boogie working that well. I don't think it worked. <laughs> it was actually quite fun. I enjoyed that. Um, then they had the tiny little coaster that's kind of like Gadget's Go Coaster of Flounder's Flying Fish, which is actually outside. Yes. Um, that one, they were concerned about us fitting, and I think that was justified. Yes. Because we would not have fit. Because Gadget's Go Coaster is the same way. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, but it was oddly fun. Oddly fun. Uh, while we were still overheating, because the day was starting to get warmer, we found, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like this walkthrough attraction. I don't know if you can find it on that. Oh, He's looking at the app at the same. Yeah, you can that. do a... It's not the Leonardo challenge. It's the Fortress, Fortress Explorations. But you can, the Japanese people, like, because the map's in Japanese, you can do a little challenge, like, walking through and finding things. So that's kind of cool. But we had this Fortress Explorations, which was, you, there's like a this little, huge castle that you walk through. Yeah, and every room had just these different things. There was one that was, we got to control... The a, planets. We got to control the planets. Yeah, you spin uh, this thing, and then the planets go around this gigantic uh, model of the solar system. Yeah. Another one where you put some money and you get to control of one of the boats on the little water thing, and there's an obstacle course, and it was really cute. Um, I can't remember. They had that pendulum thing. That, yep, uh, a real pendulum. There were some telescopes you just look out of the harbor. There was a lot of things to see and do. I just wish that we could have. It wasn't so hot, and we would have <laughs> like spent some more time looking. But it had some amazing views of the park. Yes, because you're high. up above everything. It was really really cool. Then I don't remember the name of the nighttime show. Um. No, not Let's Celebrate with Colors. It was... Believe Sea of Dreams. Yes. So that's their nighttime show. So you, it's there's a large, large area for you to see it. Um, we did the premiere access so we could get a little closer. It was kind of annoying because they didn't give us exact assigned seats, so we were still kind of far back. But um, as same with all the shows uh, in Tokyo, you have to sit. Um, so it had this, like, large... Uh, metal feature that stuff would spin and it had like, um, like, uh, like project, not projections. It had like, uh, video stuff on it. And then there's fountains with it. Mostly. There was these movies, yeah. These, you mentioned the barges with the yeah. screens. Yeah. Um, and then they did stuff with the volcano a little bit. And yes, actually it was small involved. amounts of fireworks. It wasn't like a huge fireworks show, but really good music as usual. Most of it was in English, interestingly. Yeah. But some of it was in Japanese. Yeah. It was a really good show. I really enjoyed it's very it. Very well done. The only thing that was weird to me, and I noticed that it's kind of a thing apparently in Tokyo, that after the show was done, then it had like this denouement moment where the music kind of slowed down and it was just like 
a parade of the characters. I think it's just yep. everyone wanted one more chance to say hi to all the characters, and then they were gone. And then people don't, like, rush to places. They kind of just take their time and... And, and everyone was waving from their balconies at oh the hotel. Because everyone is so cute in Japan. Yeah. So they'll like turn on their light on their phone. So everyone wave. knew that they were there. And you're supposed to wave back. And they're just the most pleasant, excited, happy people. I, it's so funny. The one thing that I didn't like about that day was that apparently this park holds 87,000 million people. Yes. And they in all just that area. And they all exited at the same time. Yes. And they just kept coming. And I'm like, the park is closed. What is going on? <laughs> we waited for ages to leave because we just didn't want to be in that sea of people. And oh my gosh, it and didn't matter. we tried matter. going into some stores and it was just bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it was not a so good idea. Crowded. Um, so we were there until that park closed at well after that park closed, which is unfortunate that both parks were only open for 12 hours a day. Yeah. They both were open just from nine to nine. And I don't know why. It's, it seems to be the thing that the Oriental land company has decided that is because I think all times of the year it's just open. The 12 I guess. Hours, but. I don't know. It's weird, but we did go back for like a portion of another day it was our last day. We tried to do another ride. It was called finding Nemo, uh, sea rider. Nemo, Nemo and Friends Sea Rider, but it was closed, um, and so, yeah, we had, had to, to leave. leave to get to the airport. Um, but it's it's as Jordan was saying earlier. So you can tell that one group had a budget and another group did not. Tokyo Disney Sea is all of the amazingness because the Oriental Land Company said you have an unlimited budget, and early the first. Calif- Disney's Disney's California Adventure was one of the worst things ever yes. <laughs> when it first opened. But even if you just like compare Mount Prometheus to Grizzly Peak, Grizzly Peak looks really good. I'm, don't get me wrong; I think they actually did a pretty good job building Grizzly Peak. But Mount Prometheus, so there were intricate. areas where it looked like a regular mountain. There were areas where greenery was growing on it. There were areas where greenery had been burned off. There were parts that looked like cooled lava. There was a like a. Uh, locomotive or, or something inside the mountain. Like yes, it looked like a drill that had that they were using to get down into the mountain. Oh, that's what, yeah. I think that's what it was. I don't know. Um, it's just so amazingly well made. <laughs> I think the only thing that I really wish that we could have done besides the Sea Rider that we didn't was they have a steam liner and it's like their equivalent of the Disneyland Railroad because it drops around. you off at each of the ports of call. Yeah. But we, it, it just never was in our in our time to be able to do that. But it was such a fun park, but it's it's easiest to compare it to California Adventure, but at the same time, you can't compare it to California Adventure. No. Uh, a lot of people before we went said that Tokyo Disney Sea is the best Disney park on the planet. I definitely would say it's the most detailed. I'd, I'd say it's extremely detailed and yeah, very well thought out, very well executed. I still like Disneyland Park in Anaheim the best. I think Disney, I think Tokyo Disney Sea is my fifth bet, fifth favorite yeah, out of the ten we've been five, to because so. for me it's Disneyland, DCA. Don't ask; it's, it has a lot to do with history behind it. Epcot, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disney Sea, with Tokyo Disneyland just behind that, and Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom comes after that. Uh, yeah, it moved. Uh, yes, interesting. And then Magic Kingdom, then Hollywood Studios, then Walt Disney Studios. I know you like Hollywood Studios a lot. I do. Um, this has turned out to be just as long as last week. Evidently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot to talk about. This park is just so unique. But I mean, again, it's not like 
I, I saw it was on, I think it's on the Mix Instant Magic podcast that she had another lady who'd been there to uh, Tokyo Disneyland a couple months before, who actually was super helpful, Nerdy Disney Jess, I think is her, if I'm getting the tag right, uh, super helpful for me to getting some point pointers and things to look out for while we were in the parks. But they were talking about how it's more affordable than it seems. Getting to Tokyo and staying at Tokyo Disney expensive were the expensive parts everything else was was actually pretty cheap yep and as, so. as with every other experience disney sea had amazing food um cute merchandise similar stuff since we'd been there the next day we like, did find a lot okay, of okay there's a lot, of, a lot of overlap but still there's some stores that were just like themed based they're in the in there was a mcduck's store which is that's yeah. so cool and then the by the arabian what's it called oh agrabah's marketplace yeah. there was a whole section of that store just on chandu does chandu i was so happy to get a chandu he has a couple of chandus that they have this little chandu that you can put on your uh, Your charger cable, Apple charger cable. So he's like holding it. It's so cute. Oh, are they? They're the, everything's so cute. We could not buy everything that we wanted. <laughs> no, no, because we didn't have space in our suitcases. Otherwise, I would have gotten a lot of stuff. Um, if anyone wants to send me uh, a little Alice in Wonderland uh, flamingo with the hedgehog, yes, that comes with. It. I want the uh, bao bun hamburger because oh, it is so cute. soft. <laughs> they're so soft and so cute. Anyway, so sorry there's two really long episodes in a row, but I mean, I just don't know how we can condense this anymore. Yep. Tokyo Disney Sea was it's such great. such a cool experience. Tokyo Disneyland was such a cool experience. I hope that's not our only time going. I hope we get a chance to go sometime, maybe when we're like 78. I don't know. Well, I'll be 78 and you'll be 130. I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Very much dead. <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, man, that was super fun. So hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to it. But if you're looking to planning a more local trip, say maybe to California. Yes, maybe. Uh, then you work with our partners at Getaway Today. Uh, they can save you a lot of money. You can uh, use the link in the description. And that also is a way to help support us, which we appreciate. And Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebooks and... Uh, those handles are in the description. We have threads now, too. We do have threads. I don't really know <laughs> what I'm doing it yet, is. but we're on threads. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you get uh, new episodes as they drop. And next week, we're going to be back to shorter episodes with more California-centric content. Yes. <laughs> we can guarantee that. Uh, so, hopefully you guys enjoyed these things. But we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.